right, Rob. I am so excited to see Bobby's new baby. I'm I can't tell you how excited I am to see this baby. Me too, man. I I honestly didn't think he was gonna have any more kids, but here we are. He's not shooting blanks, I'm telling you. <laughs> Definitely not, no. His boys are swimmers. All right, so I think this is the room here. What's up, Bobby? Oh, oh, hey. Hey, man, you made it, man. What's happening? Man, it's real good to see you. Real good to see you, Mark. How you doing, man? Oh, it's great seeing you, my friend. I, congratulations on the baby. I am, I'm so proud of you and the baby and the little wife who's sleeping. This, this is such a great day for you. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you, man. I'm so proud, man. I really, I thought I was done. You know, we were doing the birth control thing, but I figured, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So, you know, I decided we would uh, give it one more shot. But, you know, I got, got my little baby boy right here, man. You know, he's he's, he's all covered up, though. So, you know, I got him swaddled. He's resting. So uh, let's uncover him so you can get a good look at him. There we go. Oh, his, oh, look, uh, he has your eyes. Mother yes. of God. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's, uh-huh. he's he's got yeah. your hair, Bobby. Yeah, look at him, man. That's, that's my boy, man. I'm so proud of him. He's a big boy, too. He's like 11 pounds, 12 pounds, uh, something like that. They yeah. didn't really get a, didn't really get a good weight on him, you know, because uh, I don't know. They had to, you know, they had to leave suddenly. But sh- yeah. shouldn't you trim his fingernails, Bobby? Yeah. Ah, man, he got so much of his mother's calcium, man. She does such a good job. He looks so healthy and that full set of teeth. teeth yes, beautiful, beautiful teeth. Look oh, at him. So you, you've got to be so proud of the the baby. Yeah. I am so proud. Man. Uh, maybe so maybe proud. you should uh, cover him back up. It looks like it's it's kind of sleepy. Like it, sleepy. it doesn't want it's us sleepy. bothering Right, him. Rob, it looks very tired. Yeah. He, look, it, yeah. he looks very tired. The baby looks very tired. Yeah. Right, right. That's what I meant. Yeah. 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 You, you think that, okay, okay. I mean, I don't know if that's like a concern, but uh, if you could, here, here, I'm just going to hand him off to you for a second. Just be real careful with uh, with him. I'm just going to, uh, just yeah, going to step careful, out Rob. for a minute. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. There you go, Rob. You know, oh, yeah. I'm just going to step out for a minute and go, uh, go ask a few questions. So okay. I'll be right back. Uh, All right. Okay. Hurry back. All right. Uh, um, Mark? Rob, that's not a baby. I'm not sure how. I, do you want to hold this baby? I, I no, do not I'm not want to hold with, this baby. With um, no. Oh. Um, um, is it? How do you tell your friend that their baby's a mutant? Uh, you know, I'm still trying to. I'm I'm trying to figure that out. I'm striding the line there, um, between being a good friend and you know, telling my friend straight up. But uh, oh 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 geez, it's uh, moving. This baby is uh, this baby is scratching my chest. Ooh. Oh oh ow ow You're bleeding! Ow. It's, it's scratched through your shirt. Jesus Christ! It's like a cat. Oh what? Ow! It's oh my God! Oh. It bit my ear. What? Taking half of my ear off. So I'm holding the blanket and the baby is. No. Where, where's the baby? Where, where's why the baby? Is, why is she not waking up? Why is the mom? So it's oh. like, you know what? I'm calling the nurse. I'm hitting the nurse's button right now. That's that's a great idea because oh the gosh. baby is it's, gone. It's fast and it's freakish looking. Um, oh, Mark, okay. you might want to get your ear looked at. You're bleeding profusely there, my friend. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't. Okay. And I think oh, I'm going to need nurse. stitches. Here comes the nurse. Thank God. Here she comes. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Ma'am? Oh, my God. It's gotten in your oh, 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 oh. 
blood in my I got blood oh, in my eyes. Oh no. ah. Oh my god, this is not good. Ah, oh, that stinks. Oh, my god. No, here comes another order. Oh, oh no. There's oh, blood everywhere. Oh my oh. look at How is the mom still sleeping? There's Oh my god. She's covered in guts. Bobby's not coming back, is he? We're stuck with this. Oh Jesus. Like, oh. 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 I, I, look, I'm slipping. Oh, yeah, I, we we gotta go. I'm gonna vomit. Oh, let's just back out slowly and close the door. It's alive. It's alive. Can you hear me? It can't be saved. It's gotta die. It's alive. It's alive. Why are you so anxious to be the one to do it? It's alive. It's alive. Now, nobody knows how this thing happened. It, it's really a matter of speculation, and I think perhaps that's for the best. After all, if we find out that the cause is medication that we manufacture, and it was administered over a long period of time, well, it... What do your interests recommend? Absolute destruction of this thing. It went down the storm drains. That's how it can travel the length of the city without anybody seeing it. Don't touch me. Don't you touch me. They stole my baby. Did you see it? Did you see it? What does it look like? What are you afraid of? Get those cameras out of my face, please. I Just got no comment. that had nothing to do with this. Will you get that thing out of my face? Get out of the way! He could have killed you. You know why he didn't? You know why he didn't kill you? You've never been exposed to radioactivity in radioactive material or undergone extensive x-rays. No, Doctor, I told you. Can't rule out uh, genetic damage. My department has already cautioned the police about excessive violence. If it could be dispatched with a bullet, or, or better still, some kind of a gas. Undoubtedly, it is very small, and any kind of bodily harm, especially from gunshots or, or explosives. In other words, you want me uh, to sign away the body, is that it? Well, it's your right. After all, you are the child's father. All you midnight mass creature casters out there, thank you once again for rejoining us after our brief vacation. Uh, we hope you took that time to rejuvenate yourselves. We are joined on our 50th episode here by our awesome friend, uh, Bobby Anthem. And hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome aboard. And as always, I'm joined by the incredibly awesome Rob. Thank you. I'm back. We're back. Mm -hmm. Everyone's we here. Back. It's a party. Yes, it's a it is a party. Um, and our 
Uh, friend Bobby has brought It's Alive from 1974 to the table to discuss. Yes, uh, sir. So when did you first see this, Bobby? Oh, my God. Okay, so I saw this movie for the first time when I was very inappropriately young. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the interesting thing about this is, uh, Blades, I, I brought this movie up to you maybe maybe about a, a year or two ago, I think. Yeah, uh, I remember I that. kept pressing you to watch it. Like, even if you weren't going to do it for the show, I was pressing you to watch it. Like, dude, you got to watch the show. And the funny thing is, not long after that, my sister called me and said, Bobby, what was the name of that movie that we watched when we were inappropriately young? <laughs> um, I saw this movie. It had to have been 1980, maybe. I was, I was five years old, probably. Um, my goodness. And uh, the, the story behind it actually is, um, uh, if I could just get a little personal, um, we, my parents used to take me and my sisters over to my aunt and uncle's house. Uh, like every weekend we would go over there, the, the adults would play cards and, you know, my sisters and I would pretty much just play. We were the only kids really in our age group. Um, I had some older cousins and we would be there very late. We would be there so late that, uh, before we got there, our, our parents would just put us in our footy pajamas under our clothes. <laughs> and um, you know, it was it was like one of the best periods of my life, man. We would go to my aunts awesome. and uncles. They would they would, you know, drink beer, smoke cigarettes, play cards all night. And uh, my cousins, my older cousins who were maybe about 10 or 15 years older than us, uh, they would usually uh, put a movie on. So one day they decided to put on It's Alive. Oh, this was actually also around this. Problem. It was one of these trips when I actually watched uh, Reform School Girls for the first time, <laughs> um, which uh, made my voice a lot deeper and made a young Bobby feel feelings because they were in shower scenes. But uh, when we saw It's Alive, like I was terrified. Being that young, my sister and I, we were terrified. Um, but it stuck with us, man. It made such an impression uh, in my life, I never, ever forgot it. Like, I was afraid to be outside in the dark for years after this. Um, and I was concerned. With, like, I had three babies. I had three kids. And uh, every time they were born, I'm like, let me look at them. You know, <laughs> let me see their <laughs> teeth. Show me their gums. You know? <laughs> um, but this was a good time in my life. Um, and my aunt and uncle, whose house I used to go to, uh, my uncle actually just passed away uh, two weeks ago tomorrow. So this, you know, us reviewing this movie um, really kind of holds a special place in my heart. You know, Aww. So, yeah. So, I mean, really to answer your question, because, you know, I could be kind of long-winded. I saw this movie when I was maybe about five years old in, in 19, around 1980, 81. Wow. Yeah, that would definitely <laughs> have an impact on a five-year-old, I would say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, um... I, well, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss of your uncle. So I, I would say we should dedicate this to your uncle. This, this, uh, it's a live episode. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This Absolutely. Is My well, uncle you, Joe. Uh, I was just going to ask. Okay. So uncle Joe, this is for uncle Joe then. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. I love stuff like that where like you, you do get the older, uh, relatives that expose the much younger ones to things they should not have really seen, but it makes these awesome memories that you keep with you forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a yeah. rite of passage. It is. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and then, so you talked Rob into watching this and Rob, when did you first see this then? Um, was it 
I want to say Saturday. Yeah, Saturday okay. night. All right. Now, with me, first of all, you guys know, like billboards, they would put billboards up for movies. So in my neighborhood, there was a grocery store and I passed by it every day on the way to and from school and they had the It's Alive billboard up. So the billboard traumatized me way before the movie ever did. <laughs> um, uh, but I saw the movie actually on TV, probably like in 76, probably 77, something like that. So I was pretty young when I saw it too. And I loved it like so much. Um, mm. There are certain scenes that like really stuck with me. Um, one of them was like the, the, the delivery truck with the milk blood pouring out the back of it. I remember oh, that one very geez. distinctly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... This film is very, uh, it's very creative, but it's also, it, it takes like kind of a hokey premise, but they play it so straight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that about it. I, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite things about it because the premise is ridiculous. People who I tell people who I talk to, you know, when I mention the movie, uh, actually th I get the same response every time for people who aren't familiar, you know, ask them if they saw it's alive and they say, Oh, that the Roddy Piper movie. No, that's, they live. <laughs> uh, this is, it's alive. It's, it's about a uh, mutant murderous baby. And they laugh because they think I made it up. <laughs> yeah. You know? Or they're like, do you mean that John Travolta one? And I'm like, no, that's staying alive. <laughs> sequel when it grows up. Uh, now, um, Bobby, are you a big Larry Cohen fan, the director? I, I wouldn't say a big fan. Of, I'm familiar with uh, with some of his movies because he did um, Black Caesar and uh, Hell Up in Harlem, right? Yes, yeah. I yeah. I actually love Larry Cohen. I I there's so many of his movies that he I just am huge fans of. Of I think he's a great director. Um, now, did you see? There's like two more sequels to this. Have you seen those? I actually have not. And I know that there's also a, um, there's also a remake, but you know, I do, I should get around to watching those. I might have seen the first sequel um, when I was much younger, just out of curiosity, because, you know, like I said, the, the, the first one stuck with me, but I don't really remember. I may or may not have seen the first sequel, but I'm definitely going to go back and watch everything related to this movie. Okay, now just okay. So real quick, I want to get into him very quickly. Um, now there's there's it's lives again from seventy eight, but there's also a live three island of it's alive from eighty seven, where they're giant mutants like no people size, but it's just an island of these like giant babies that didn't grow bigger than babies, but well, they're still infants, but they're giant infants now. So it's amazing. It's got Karen Black mm. in it, so you need that in your life. Oh man, yeah, anything with Karen Black. Oh yeah. yes. Um, and then he, now, did you see Q the Winged Serpent? I have not seen that. Oh, okay. That's another one. Uh, he did that one from 82. He also did the stuff. Oh, I saw the that. Kids, and I thought, Bobby, you mentioned um, Q the Winged Serpent to me before. And, and you were like, you got to check that out. That wasn't me. That, that, uh, that might have been uh, our friend Shaheen. Shout out to Shaheen. Okay, maybe, uh, yeah. I, because I think he mentioned that, but no, I haven't seen that. Okay. And then um, he also did, like Rob, I thought of you on this one, he did a movie called Full Moon High. It's like a werewolf kind of horror comedy from 78. Huh, I'm going to have to yes. check that one out. And then this, he, it's a movie about him. It's called King Cohen. 
uh, and it's from 2017 and was directed by Steve Mitchell, but it's a really good documentary about Larry Cohen. So if anyone's interested in him, I highly recommend that one. Um, now the music I thought was really cool. It was done by Bernard Herman. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the music. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like the composer. He worked on like, uh, uh, Hitchcock films. He did vertigo and psycho. Um, yeah. Classics. Yeah. And then he, now I don't know about you guys. I may have been out of your age range, but like when I was a kid, like I loved like the seventh voyage of Sinbad and Jason, the Argonauts, he did the scores for those two. They were like Larry. Uh, no, no, that's a lie. Ray Harryhausen stop motion. Oh yeah. Oh, I love those things. Yeah. he Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then as far as the creature effects, they were done by Rick Baker. Mm -hmm. Um, he did like well squirm, which I love squirm. Did you ever see that one, Bobby, with the killer worms? I have not. I I might have seen that when I was oh, much younger. You need squirm in your life, Bobby. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, he also um, worked on Rick. Also worked on the uh, effects for it lives again. And then without warning, he did that one too, Rob. Oh wow! And the howling and the fun house and also American World in London. All films that we've covered. Yes, all Mass films Creature that we Cast. covered. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to get the, those three gentlemen out of the way real quick. Um, the basic premise, Bobby, did you want to like, just kind of go over the basic premise really quick or I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I feel like you're much better at this than I would be. I tend to, really? uh, okay. yeah, oh, I ramble incoherent. All right. So basically, <laughs> um, the Davis family has had a new child. They already have one son, Chris. Their second child, though, is not quite what they expected. Uh, it's a mutant <laughs> with a penchant for uh, basically ripping apart everyone that gets in its way. Um, and then kind of how the family deals with that. Uh, main focus is the father, Frank, uh, and then his wife, Lenore. All through um, all throughout the movie, I, I kept calling him New York Frank because <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he does look like a, a or sound like a New York kind of gangster. Yeah, very, very New York. Well, Larry, the director, Larry Cohen, is is very New York. All of his films usually take place in New York and he likes that whole feel about it, which I think is very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not a shot at the actor at all. But no, know, it's just he, yeah, his, his new because he was great. I mean, he he knocked this role out of the park man. and and uh the actress who played lenore i can't remember her name but she also did an excellent job but but frank is just like again it's not a knock on the actor at all but his new york accent is just so upfront, and they have made it a point all throughout the movie to mention that the movie takes place in california <laughs> and i just right. thought that was so funny <laughs> yeah um well that the actor is john p ryan um he was also in it lives again he did that one um, he was in Death Wish Four from 1987. If mm. Death Wish fans out there, um, and then did you ever see Class of 1999? Anybody? No. I feel like I might have. It's a pretty. It's like one of those like uh, like the the kids are turning on the adults kind of thing. With uh, that was a good one. I like that. And then this one, I just want to tell everyone about this because I love the book. It's by Nathaniel Hawthorne. It's Young Goodman Brown but he played the devil in that movie version of it mm. from 93. Um, but then his wife, I also really like the actress who plays his wife. It's Sharon Farrell. Mm. Um, she, the main thing, I guess that people will probably remember her from is she was in night of the comet from 84. Oh, I definitely saw that. And then a couple other ones that I love. She was in sweet 16 from 83, a slasher. And then she was, um, uh, 
in the movie The Fifth Floor from 78. She did an episode of uh, Kolchak, the Night Stalker. And then she was also on uh, an episode of Freddy's Nightmares from 89. Hmm. Yes. I think I've seen all of those. Um, but I I like them as a couple. I think they're very sweet together. Yeah. 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 Um, so we basically, they are getting ready to have their baby, um, which I don't know, like a woman in labor is not. The one I've experienced, and I don't know about you, Bobby, but or Rob, the Lenores are very calm. A little too calm. For yeah, me. yeah <laughs> she's just like I'm in labor, and he's just like you know, kind of walking around the house, yeah. not like that worried about it. I'm right, thinking, uh, she's Frank. <laughs> yeah, it's it's time. <laughs> they probably both had a couple of edibles, you know, the before they went to bed. They're just having just a calm conversation. It's time. Cool. All right. I'll uh, I'll just uh, I'll go and wake up Chris, and uh, we might have a bagel. You know, some orange juice. Something, you know? Right. Well, she's gonna squeeze the orange juice too, too, too probably because <laughs> right. she's not really in a hurry. Um, right. Did now, you notice how chill that that cat was? Oh yeah, the cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the kid has just got his arm around the cat, and the cat's just like chilling there, man. Now, the kid's bedroom, though, did you, like, love the wallpaper? It made me want to vomit. Oh, I thought that was the grooviest wallpaper ever. But for a kid's room, I thought it was kind of odd. I don't know. Had, uh, you, you'll have to describe it for me. Okay, so it had, like, it's very much at the time. So it had, like, the gender symbols on it from male, female, and then had love. And it was just very trippy but it did not look like a little boy's room at all. Oh, that's cool, man. I would like that. I would oh, like yeah. That a lot you know, them. I didn't even see that. I was thinking about the 70s wallpaper that was in every house, you know, in, in those old movies, that kind of Paisley stuff. That's the thing oh, yeah. that made me want to vomit. You I know, did not this, notice the kid's room. This looked like when Chris was at school, maybe, or when he was away for the weekends, they might push the bed out of the way and have like a swingers key party in his room. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that from uh, from Frank and Lenore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so now Chris wants to go with them, but they're going to send him to Charlie's house to stay while while they're going to go have the baby in the hospital. I, I liked how they made mention that the first child, Chris, kind of made the dad feel trapped. Yeah, yeah. There's like a lot of little things like that in the film. How they just kind of mention things to yeah, give you a yeah. feel of the relationship. Right. Um, right. I thought that was very cool. Um, so, the, and this is when like the men did not go to the, to the delivery room with the, with the wives. They would sit in that like little waiting room. Yeah. yeah. Did he know all the people that he was talking to out there or were they just like people who were hanging out in the waiting room? No, that room? was just other men. Male yeah. Bonding. Just other expected fathers. Yeah. Just, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was because, trying to figure out. Because the one guy said that his his wife was in, had been in labor for uh, six hours at that point. So he was still waiting, you know. Yeah. Oh, how okay. calm was she? <laughs> 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 yeah. Dude, I had, I had three kids and two grandkids and there was a whole lot of screaming. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And threatening. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was a, a lot of give me drugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least, at least for me when I went, you know. But I like this scene too because there's a couple things at play here. 
you get the one guy who's being like super aggressive with everything, like the machine and everything, taking his money. Yeah. So you yeah, get like yeah. the male aggression, and then you get him talking about like lead poisoning mm-hmm. and smog, you know, you know, being like an issue. And yeah. then the one guy's talking about like he uh he's like a uh works with pesticides and yep, like an exterminator. Exterminator and you like roaches, you can't really kill them. They keep coming back stronger and everything. Yeah, yep. that's what all I thought was foreshadowing like that. All whole, of this was. Yeah. Everything yeah. that they were saying was very important. Yes. And, and I really like the way that they did that. Oh, I thought it was awesome. And then Lenore's like got these concerns, but no one's listening to her because she's like, there's something wrong. I've had a baby before. This isn't like that. And the doctor's yeah. like, you'll be fine. I'm a man. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. You did your job, dear. Let us do it. Shut up. Let us do our job. Yeah. I was, and- I was getting so frustrated, man. I'm like, I, I don't typically think like this when I watch a movie, but I'm like, I hope that baby murders the hell out of this doctor. <laughs> that doctor had the strangest bedside manner. I mean, he's just like, you know, the way that you were describing. But then he's also like, I mean, if the woman wasn't scared, she was getting scared when he's like, that's the biggest baby I've ever seen. Right, yeah. He's like, yeah, this baby's just gigantic. <laughs> yeah, it's a got huge. a gigantic head. Yeah. that's not helping doctor no and then 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 the the uh frank is there like at the like what you call like nursery or whatever look at the other babies and he spies the like bloody guy come out and just drop to the floor oh yeah now did that guy faint or was he actually dead because like that that whole falling scene was just like it's it was so comical just seeing that no, I'm pretty sure he was he was a fatality of the baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I think he, I think he. Oh my I don't goodness. think he's clocking out that day. He won't did be receiving his final pay. Did you see um, the way he came up? Like he did that little slow walk, and then it was just kind of like that weird fall. Yeah, just, yeah. That was very comical to me. <laughs> and then so like Frank just like rushes in there. He's like, "What's wrong with my baby? What is my you know? Oh wait, the she's like, "What's wrong with my baby? What's wrong with my baby?" And everything. And they're like, "You know, umbilical cord was chewed off, and there's all these bloody people everywhere." And she's still strapped to the table. Mm. Which yeah. I'd be like, "Get me the hell out of here!" <laughs> right Did they now. strap women down to the table like when they're uh, in labor giving birth? Probably back then they did while oh, they smoked. Okay. <laughs> While they smoked, yeah, during the <laughs> and they they blew the they blew the smoke into the vagina, <laughs> right? Know, healthy, no, healthy for the baby. The ashtray, yeah, rested the ashtray on her tummy, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, so the baby's basically escaped out of the hospital. But now he's under the assumption that someone stole his baby. But they're like, yeah. no, the hole is only big enough for the baby to fit through, not a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the baby-, baby escaped through the skylight. Yeah, the skylight. Yeah. I was just going to yeah, say but that. But it's not big enough for a person. And there now all these like theories are coming up. Like, you know, was it some sort of genetic damage? Were you exposed to radiation? You know, did she, you know, was this some kind of like abortion that went wrong and she carried it to term kind of thing? <laughs> Um, and Frank's poo-pooing all of this. Um, and then Lenore's like, he's just frightened, but he's not ugly. (laughs) I'm like, no, he's frightened, but he's still really ugly. Has she seen her own child? I mean, (laughs) but it's her Um, baby. She loves her. Yeah. mm -hmm, Yeah. And then, you know, Dr. Norton, he's like, you can tell right in the beginning he's got this riff with like Frank, like Frank's not really trusting 
Dr. Norton at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lieutenant, was it Lieutenant Perkins uh, shows up, um, but he kind of wants to keep things hush hush, not to like kind of stir things up too much. Um, Is that the guy with the English accent? Dr. Perkins, I probably um, that's I'm assuming that's who you might be referring to. He's the one who's like the main inspector throughout the whole thing. Okay, yeah, he seems all like prim and proper and and the way he speaks, he he just seems like he came straight off the boat. <laughs> you know, speaking the Queen's English and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they're they're already like we're just going to kill this thing, you know, and to be saying that in front of like the father i don't know it's like they've already made up their mind but it's like have you really considered the father's feeling i don't know it's very interesting i think how they how they handle this yeah i think that like those certain parts of the film it um i felt a little detached because it was almost unrealistic or maybe it's from the way that you know, since it came out way before my time, it, it was born, it came out a year before I was born. And so it's like me just watching it. I felt a little detached and I'm like, okay, you know, it looks like they're going somewhere with it, but then it, there's parts like it, where it breaks from reality almost. And, um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Hmm. Okay. Well, that, that's for me, uh... like, that's a weird impression that I got. I, I was just trying to follow along with it. And then there were those certain parts where it was like, hmm, okay, maybe not. Uh, for me, I thought it it, it felt kind of like uh, how people would handle it, you know, and, and different characters wanted to handle the situation in different ways, but they all wanted the baby dead, you know, <laughs> like, cause, cause some of, some of them were like, yeah. we got to kill the shit out of this baby. Like we got to get rid of every side, like, like, you know, <laughs> Smash oh, yeah. the pits, you know, yes. cut, yeah. cut up the pieces and send them to different continents, <laughs> you know, like, and some of them were like, all it'll take is just like one little bullet, you know, you don't really have to hurt the baby so much, just, just make sure the baby's dead, you know, but, but, and, and Frank was even like, I don't give a shit, that ain't my kid, <laughs> you know, yes. so they all, they all wanted the baby dead, but just in different ways and for different reasons. Exactly. So I yeah. found that interesting. I wasn't really detached from it because I mean, if, if that were to happen in real life right now, I don't think there would be a lot of people who would say we have to protect that baby. I think most people would say you got to kill that, <laughs> kill it with fire. Yeah. But, but you know, I think you would still like get people who'd be like, no, it's a, it's a, it's a life. You know what? You're right. You're right. And in, in, in this day and age, there would be uh, a lot of people. And and I have sympathy for the baby. Like watching it now, um, you know, we don't have to get too sidetracked, but watching it now, um, again, after, uh, you know, 40 something years, um, I'm able to see things a little different than I did when I was five or six years old. And when I look at it now, I'm like, I have sympathy for the baby, you know, even from the beginning, before I, before I remember how everything unfolded in the movie, I, I'm still looking at it like, this is a life. I know that this baby is killing people and, you know, it, it's very dangerous, but it's still a life and it could probably be handled a little more delicately than, uh, than they're all suggesting. See, I think it raises, I, I mean, on purpose, I think, it raises some very interesting questions, I I feel. 
that Mr. Cohen was really trying to bring up some very for like a horror movie. I think it was really trying to bring up some very interesting ideas and questions. Um, I would just take it home and then invite every person I hate it to babysit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can start a list. Right. Exactly. Um, But then we've, you get that like vision, like the little babies, like kind of move around the bushes, you know, cause it, cause Frank's leaving. And as he's departing the, the hospital, you, the little bushes are kind of moving. So the baby's out there kind of almost bonding with him. Mm. Uh, and I also like how on the radio, they name the couple. They give you the yeah. couple's name. Oh yeah. That's, that's right. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Which again, that's a whole nother thing because, you know, pe- the, the news media still does that to people to this day. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's, and there's other people on the receiving end of that, just like the Davises in this movie. Um, right. and, and also, I'm sorry, real quick, but no, that, no. but that also, that kind of served two purposes. One, um, it showed how, how, uh, invasive, um, the media can be, you know, by putting, just putting you out there. And exactly. it also showed how upset Frank was that they mentioned him because number one, he didn't want people coming after him. And number two, he wanted to be as detached from it as possible because, you know, he kept mentioning it throughout the movie. That's not my oh. kid. That's not my child. Yes. It, this was very much a reflection of him in his mind. Like this kid yeah. was very much a reflection of Frank. And he like, right. yeah, like you said, he wanted no part of this. Um, yeah. But what I wanted was another scene with Frank's family and his dad actually did look like the mutant baby. So it's like, Oh, Frank, I just look like your dad there. Um, <laughs> now, this is one of my favorite things. The groovy woman who comes out of her house with like the bump it and then the white go-go boots. I love her. And she gets attacked <laughs> by the baby and you get that blurry baby vision. <laughs> I love this woman. She didn't and, have to die. <laughs> no, she shouldn't have. No, she was really on her way to work as like a go-go dancer. I, in my mind, I had her or at least like sell cigarettes, you know, in a bar somewhere. <laughs> She's one of the two deaths in the movie that I felt really bad for. She yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. But the the baby cry noise or whatever you would describe it, I... I would not go towards it. That would repel me from the thing making the noise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That that was would, definitely not a crying baby sound. I wouldn't go investigate that. I'd be fleeing from it. <laughs> I, I, I want to say this. I'm going to say this thing. And I have not said this out loud. So I don't know how this is going to come across. Uh, number one, I, I love my granddaughter. My granddaughter is oh, uh, no. three. She's three months old and she is beautiful. <laughs> she is a perfect, perfect, perfect baby. She's, just, she's so precious so beautiful um but she makes noises that sounds like this baby, <laughs> like the baby. oh no it's That's uncanny awesome. it's uncanny sometimes man i don't know oh wow she's perfect though <laughs> she so hasn't like killed having... anybody yet <laughs> yeah that we know of you're, right. you're having flashbacks on huh, bobby <laughs> now, she's she likes me so you know yeah so you're safe yeah she's bonded, yeah. She's bonded. All I can say is my white go-go boots would be taking me as far away from that kid. Not your kid, but the kid in the movie as as fast as they could carry me. Um, And then you get the shitty scene of Frank's boss. Oh, yeah. 
that's horrible. Like, so of course, so yeah, Bob. So, and he's like a public relations firm. He, you know, and the only thing that he's focused on is this job. He's like, my job's going to like keep me steady during this time of turmoil. I can at least focus on my clients here. And they're like, mm, no, just take some time off. And then he kind of convinces Frank to do that. And then as soon as he leaves, he's like, you could clear out his desk. He won't be coming back. I'm like, yeah. you're a dick. You're that, a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you like need to a- bring that baby to bring the, your child to work day. And let's go on Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's corporate America for you though, right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did that you, was now, so sad. Did either of you see that coming? You know, did like did you feel how much of a scumbag Bob was? Oh, totally. Leading yeah, up, yep. leading oh, up to that. Yeah. yeah, I really, yeah. I had a feeling that he was gonna get let go. Like the, the way the guy was talking to him, and just like, oh yeah, you're you're such a prick. You're being yeah. condescending, and you're putting it like you're wrapping it in like a a bow tie and everything. You know. Well, he even like compares Frank's child to his other coworker who has like a special needs kid. Oh, Frank's man, like, no, yeah. I have a monstrosity. Oh yeah. He right, uses right. the R word. Yeah. He dropped yeah. the R word, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You're an ass, sir. You are an ass. Uh, yeah. Where is HR when you need them? Mm. Um, <laughs> smoking. They're smoking and drinking probably on the clock. Right. Um, Chasing Barbara around. There the is desk. no Carol in HR. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, if there was, he would be chasing her skirt around the desk <laughs> to get away from him. Um, but so that night they're coming home. With, he's coming home with Lenore, who I I love Lenore so much. Yeah, I just same. Hug her. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, she just seems so very sweet. Um, and um, so he reveals that they're gonna. Chris is gonna stay with Charlie for a while, um, and they want to keep him out of school and everything, which. Heck yes, with everything going on, I would too, with them being named all over the media and everything. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Charlie's going to take uh, Chris fishing uh, at the lake. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if we have differing opinions, uh, especially uh, Blades. Dude, <laughs> I feel like, like the whole time, I'm like, Charlie is just a good dude, man. <laughs> you know, he's just such a good dude. At least that's how he came across to me. I'm like, I, I trust Charlie. You know, he's going above and beyond with everything. Just such a good dude. Yeah, and he, I would go fishing with Charlie anytime (laughs) he wanted me to. But yeah, because you, the way people are set up, you're like, is he going to be a dick and turn on him? But he never does. Right. Uh, He never like lays any of the blame on on Frank or Lenore or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now there, there is the butt swat. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't think he means it in any like sexual way whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it was the seventies, you know. The, it was, a, yeah, everybody got a different time. <laughs> everybody got butt swats in the set. I would want a butt swat from Charlie actually, and I would take it the wrong way. And like, no, I didn't mean it that way, and I'd already be undressed in his bed <laughs> with my fishing pole. Um, but no, Charlie was a really good character, I think. Um, so, and then we find the uh, dead musician in the ivy. Uh, who was killed by the baby. Yeah. I wanted to do a body count, but um, I, I quickly lost track. Well, okay. So there was, they mentioned on the radio, there were five killed at the hospital mm-hmm. and we have the groovy go-go lady who didn't deserve to die in her white boots and fringe and bump it. And then this musician. So that would be seven. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see here. Um, Oh, and then we're also privy that the lieutenant's wife uh, is in her eighth month of pregnancy and she lost the last one. 
So he's kind of got this bond in a weird way with the Davis family as far as babies go. Um, Now this next one, I don't know about you, but I wanted to sit this person on fire. So Dr. Norton has sent a home nurse to work with Lenore. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, she's she's the, the reporter lady, right? Oh, well, she's a nurse, but she's also a writer. I'm doing air quotes, a writer. And she's like goading Lenore into talking about what's going on because she's secretly recording her. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I hate yeah, this lady. She should have been baby food number eight. <laughs> I was surprised that this person made it out of the movie unscathed. Yeah. No, she should have been baby food number nine because Bob would have been before her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no. So they just kick her out. And then like this really just instills the fact that you can't trust anyone in Frank's mind and poor Lenore. She's like so upset. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was horrible. And we keep getting baby vision and then we see the milkman arrive. Yeah. Oh God. That has to be one of my favorite scenes. Oh, I love it so much. Cause there's like that real slow setup because he's delivering his milk. And then you see the, you realize the baby's crawled in there, but he's still making the stops with the baby in back. <laughs> so we know the baby loves milk. He loves milk so much. <laughs> and then you get that weird scene where there's like baby crying and then the cops have surrounded a real baby with their guns drawn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout for a killer baby. It's so odd. And now. The, you said the description. <laughs> right, right, right. Whereas nowadays the police would just open fire because they said the baby like made the first move. He's coming right at us. <laughs> right, right. We thought he had a gun. It was a rattle. Um, but now the university is offering like $100,000 to study the baby, but they don't want any harm to come to it. But they yeah. need Frank to sign off on it. And he's kind of OK with this. Is that when that guy shows up? He's from the pharmaceutical company and. Um, no, that's no, that coming. was a different. Oh, okay. yeah. Because okay. these guys want it alive, but the pharmaceutical company want no part of it alive because they don't want it to be traced back to them. Yeah, they yeah. want to disavow everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> Frank also goes into that thing about reading Frankenstein in high school. And he talks about how he got the creature confused with the creator. Like most people do. Right. Like most people do. Yeah. Um, And in his mind, Frankenstein was the monster, but actually the creator was Frankenstein. And and it's kind of like what he's struggling with being the father of this monstrosity that he's created. Mm. And it's oh, rare like you that. come across like a, a movie that has morals to present to you like that in such a way. Oh, yeah. Now, did you, Bobby, in your cut, did you, did you notice that they kept referring to the monster baby as Rob? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's that one scene where Lenore says some, only something this hideous could be called Rob. <laughs> she said, but I still love it. <laughs> and then at one point she said, it's a hideous sun demon. She did. She, and she cuddled it closer to her. Yeah. Um, and then Dr. Norton starts writing Lenore about taking her pills. Like he's bound yeah. to determine that she takes those pills. And she's like, no, because clearly she's like, did pills have something to do with this? And she's just not trusting medicine now. And yeah, 
there's so much at play in this movie. I love it. Right. I love it so and, much. And I kind of like that. Like as uh as frazzled as rattled. I wouldn't say frazzled, but you know, I mean, all of the wind was knocked out of her. She was on the oh. verge of, of tears throughout yes. the entire movie. She was so shaken, but she was still sharp enough to kind of be ahead of everybody else with these things like maybe you know are you sure these pills aren't the ones and, and it's you know it's just a baby you know yeah. it's like she was she was ahead of anybody else who had a decent thought in oh, the movie I and, and i, I like that for her it just it was so frustrating that nobody would listen to her at all in the movie no and then i i guess love is not the right word for this but like the scene where the same scene and like these two awful men are like wanting to like pay for her baby to do experiments on it. And she's offering to make them dinner. Right. You know, like she's still wanting that semblance of normalcy and, you know, we're not, you can't associate us with uh, anything bad or we're not weird or there's nothing wrong with us. We're still a family and, you know, you know, stay for dinner. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. And she's talking about like Frank's wine collection and everything. And it, I just want to hug her because she's trying so hard to put yeah. up this, you know, front of that. We're still normal. We're still a happy family, you know, and I just, oh, I just want to hug her so much. And did you also notice that she was trying so hard to hold it together, but you could clearly see like her falling apart throughout the film? Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. so sad. It's so sad. Um, and, and again, man, it just it, it for me it just shines a light on just um, on the the talent of of the actress whose name I just keep forgetting, and I feel so bad about that. But she uh, just she killed it. She just knocked it right out yeah. of the park. Sharon Farrell. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Um, which for a movie about a monster baby, the focus is way more on the father. Yeah. But what she's given really does give you, I feel, a lot about her character throughout the film. You just have to pay attention to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get yeah, that. I think it's really cool how they've done that. Um, so I also like the pinata jump scare scene in the in the basement where just out of nowhere the pinata falls on Frank. Oh, gee, they, that actually made me jump. Because I thought the baby was jumping on the Frank. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, it's going to get him now. Yeah. Um, and then they, again, they allude to like, you know, was it birth control pills? How did this happen? You know? And then, so they're talking about maybe it was the medication that was manufactured from this one company, like you were talking about Rob Mm -hmm. and, you know, but they want the baby destroyed. So there's no hope of anyone tracing it back to the pharmaceutical company. So that puts Dr. Norton like kind of at odds. Do we keep the baby alive? for the research or do we kill the baby, you know? And then the pharmaceutical thing mentions that there could be like a really uh, prominent position for Dr. Norton on was it their board of directors or whatever? He kind of plays along with them. Yeah. Then our next scene we get is when um, Lieutenant Perkins uh, is at the school and they call the Davis house to get in touch with Dr. Norton but they just leave a message with Frank, basically filling him in that they're at the school. So Frank yeah. heads to the school. Um, We're treated now, to more baby vision. More baby vision. But what's interesting, I guess, that we need to point out is this is the elementary that Chris, the it's a live baby's older sibling, goes to. It's his elementary. Mm-hmm. 
Cool Chris, man. I like Chris. Chris I like yeah. That kid. Yeah. Chris is. Yeah. It, yes, exactly. I like the kid. I like, I like the actor. I thought he did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like yeah. that. He has a relationship with Charlie, not the relationship I would want with Charlie, but he's along <laughs> really well with Charlie. Um, but yeah, but real quick, I want to do this too. Um, so, uh, James Dixon is the one who plays Dr. Perkins and he actually works in a lot of Larry Cohen films. They've worked together a lot. Um, other than Larry Cohen films, he was also in Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop uh, 2, if you guys have seen those. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so he's there. And then so Frank shows up and he kind of fills him in on the background of the school and his link to it. Now, just this has nothing to do with anything, but I need to talk about this. Are either one of you two familiar with the letter people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did you notice the letter people in the classroom? <laughs> I did not. I did oh. not. But man, I used to watch the letter people. That was like, I can still hear the song in my head. Yes. ABCD, <laughs> a- a- follow me. So Bobby, just go back and watch the scene because there's like, I think they're, I thought they were stuffed, but I think some of them might be inflatable, but they have the letter people in the classroom. It was so cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Like, I think there's tall teeth and uh, what was it? The N one where his nose is real long. And um, there's one other one for sure. But yeah, they're, the letter people are in the classroom, which I wanted no harm to come to the letter people <laughs> in the hands no. of the mutant baby. Um, and so and I'm pretty sure that this is one of the scenes where we actually get the mutant baby played by Rick Baker's wife. Yeah. And he had to use her because he was working on the creature effects at home at all different hours. And he used her because she would always be available. So what did they do? Just put like the claw hands on her and like the alien mask or whatever the hell that was. Yeah. And so like in the scenes where like you saw the baby crawling, that Mm. was Rick Baker's wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, the the special effects guy, which I thought was pretty cool. That was when he knew she was a keeper. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. right then and there, yeah. Well, and the fact that she would leave that on during special times. Right, <laughs> right. Wear the mask tonight. He's like, hang right, on, yeah. baby. I, I need you to put these claw hands on. Right. <laughs> and make that squeal noise a couple of times. Um, so <laughs> Pour some milk on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's not milk. Oh, ew. Okay, I'm done with this. I'm logging off right now. I have standards, people. It, me and Charlie are going back up to the lake. Um so uh I think it's very poignant that Frank, after he, you know, tells ever all tells everyone all of this, he wants to go back because he told Lenore like he was he was going out for some reason. But he wants a ride back, but he wants dropped off like a block before the house so he doesn't have to confess to her where he actually was. He's still trying to keep her out of all of this. Uh, I thought that was very sweet. Um, But then (laughs) the two officers go back in the room alone and they get attacked by the baby. Oh, we're still at the school, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did I lose you too? I apologize if I did. Yeah. I, I didn't know from what scene we were at and so I'm looking through my notes and I'm like, okay, what happened now? And then, it, yeah, I didn't have that in my notes. So yes, continue oh, on. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to, uh, no, j- I just, 
I just, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I just thought it was very poignant that, you know, Frank, even after all this is going on, he's still very concerned with like keeping Lenore out of the thick of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, um, now, um, okay. So when the, when the cops get attacked and, you know, they have that whole, uh, the little bloodbath at the school, Mm-hmm. Is this like right this maybe the scene after that is that where um the son actually wants to go home and so he you know makes his own way back to his house or begins I think we're to getting there because okay. he he escapes out the window and then we see Frank with like six bottles of milk that <laughs> he places in two large refrigerators and I'm like yes these guys so are much. very concerned about their protein so and, much milk and so much milk yeah um, and this is where I kind of feel like Lenore, at least the way she's being presented might be kind of losing her grip on things. Oh, I, I think that she's actually, um, the baby has come home at this point. This is the impression that I got. Like she oh. knows, she totally knows. And she's like, um, assisting the baby, I guess you would say. I agree with you, but I, I don't think, how do I say this? I at that point though I don't think his viewers were given that information so it almost seemed to me like she was just crazy. Yeah, I she, think I did is, think like yeah, she was unraveling most definitely. Oh no, I don't think she was unraveling. I think I think what okay, I feel that what you said is true. But I think not having that information as a viewer, she just seems like she's crazy, but she's actually not because she's doing what you said. She's right. covering for the baby. But not having that information as a audience member, she just comes off as, gosh, she's she's losing it. Yeah. See, I thought it was both. I thought she was both crazy and like helping the baby. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think she might just be. I think it's putting a stress on her trying to keep the baby hidden. Mm -hmm. That's what I think it might be. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they did a good job of both. Um, I felt like it was fairly obvious that she was protecting the baby at that point um but like you said uh we weren't we weren't supposed to know that straight out yet so i I felt like they did a decent enough job of of uh of adding elements of both um but i think i think this might also be the scene where i was getting a little concerned because frank was was this where frank was getting a little agitated and i felt <laughs> like he was going to show Lenore the back of his hand for a second oh um he well, <laughs> i i think but also i want to address the fact that frank sleeps in bed with his slippers on <laughs> oh yeah you caught that too huh he reached under the covers to get his slippers <laughs> I'm sorry, but if Walter did that, we'd be getting divorced. I'm like, no, keep your filthy shoes out of the bed. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I've never seen anyone do that in my life. Never. This is a quirky family, man. Is this Clearly, a New York thing? He's losing his his uh, something uh, side of things, I think. Um, but so this is where he comes downstairs and like all the bottles are empty that he just put in there. And then, like, in the second fridge with the meat, the meat's all gone, too. Yeah. And then I think is it, I think this might be where you're talking about, Bobby, where, he, like, Lenore kind of gives him that jump scare because she's been cleaning, but he can't find oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she looks all disheveled, too, so that really doesn't help her case. 
And then so Frank's thinking that Chris, because like she wants Chris back to be like a reunited family. Mm-hmm. And like Frank's like, no. And so in Frank's mind, all this missing stuff, because like apparently, I mean, in Frank's mind, all this missing stuff points to the fact that Chris is back because apparently he eats tons of meat. <laughs> he um, drinks a lot of milk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's thinking that she snuck Chris back in the house and she's like being very elusive to answering this. And he's getting more and more agitated. Yeah. Yeah. I and thought then, he yeah, was going to go off on her too. I yeah. Really this did. is definitely where I was a little concerned. I'm like, oh man, don't, don't. Cause again, I saw the movie for the first time when I was five or six. So I don't, didn't really remember how everything went, but I was just really afraid that it was going to just take an ugly turn at that point. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. Same. No, I love her so much. I, yeah, I love her so much. Um, but then this is where we get the scene where the Siamese cat is very agitated in Chris's room. And I put down the cat's toast. The cat's toast. I felt bad because I, that was such a chill cat. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably why it was toast because it was like, oh, this baby's not gonna hurt. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just wants to pet you with its claws. Yeah. Right, right. But then you get like the room is totally like Chris's room is totally disheveled, like everything's ripped apart. And that's when Frank calls to check with Charlie if Chris is still there. Yeah. Yeah. And then um so the phone rings and then Charlie's in the shower and he gets out and he doesn't have time to put on a towel and he's dripping wet. <laughs> camera pans okay, what are you talking to about? <laughs> <laughs> it was the Paul Verhoeven cut. Oh, the Paul Verhoeven oh. cut. Okay. No. And then so, you know, Charlie picks up the phone. He's like, no, Chris has been here with me the whole time. Do you want to talk to him? And Frank is like, no, we just slams the phone down. <laughs> Yeah, I felt I felt so bad for Chris, man, and and everybody watching had to have felt bad for him because Chris didn't know what was going on, and you just feel like uh, you feel like Frank is just just being real shitty, but in his mind, he just wanted to protect his family. He wanted to protect Chris. He still didn't see the baby as his family. He saw Chris and Lenora right. as being his family, so yeah. he wanted to keep his son away from the danger, but it came across as him just being horrible. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, right. And then I think this is heartbreaking how Lenore is like trying to like physically reconnect with him. Like, yeah. Oh man. I'm just like, Oh yeah. I felt bad and a little disgusted. Cause I'm like, Oh, you just pooped out a Baraka baby like a couple <laughs> of days ago. Oh, I thought you were going to say, cause you sleep with your slippers on. <laughs> I'm not from New York, <laughs> but I was just thinking, man, she, she pooped out a, a 12 pound Baraka baby a few days ago. And she must be a disaster down there. She's like, make love to me. Like, nah, nah, oh. For a while, probably not ever, ever again. Not, well, not until you, uh... the, the baby, oh. like hang onto her uterine walls with his claws and just oh. like scraping all, oh, man. all the way out. That would be a mess. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want that for Lenore. So she her her VJJ is fine in my mind. It's just bouncing right back. Um, <laughs> just she, snapped right back. She was young, yeah. so it still got that elasticity to it, you know. Right, right. But this is where Charlie realizes that Chris has ran away, and Lenore's gone again in the house. But there's something in the basement. Mm-hmm. Now Frank is oh the nursery scene where Frank like. Feels the bassinet and it's warm. Oh, and did the he? Door slams shuts. 
Yeah. Now, um, I wanted to ask you about that scene because maybe I interpreted it in my mind as uh, he saw something moving under the covers, but that was before he came in the room, correct? That uh, you moving, we saw like I, the covers moving underneath. And I kind of thought it was going to be a cat reveal, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Okay. I thought it was going to be the baby and then um, under the covers. And then when he opened it up, the baby's like, you know, with his arms out. Daddy. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I really I did think the baby just wanted to like go home and, and be with his family. I think yeah. he did. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's what he wanted. Yeah. That and a skateboard. Um <laughs> and all the milk he could drink. All the milk he could drink. Um, no, I really did think you were gonna that he was I thought Mr. Cohen was playing with his audience. You know, you were going to get one of those things where, oh, you think it's the baby. He pulls it back, but you just get the dead cat in the bassinet. That's where I thought we were going to go with it. Oh, OK. Um, but we didn't get any of those things, did we now? Nope, we did not. No, or just a giant like. Stool. <laughs> steaming stool left from the baby. Hanging um, from hair, the ceiling, no, no less. <laughs> hair and bone in there. Oh, God. <laughs> Some little go-go boots. <laughs> oh, no. That's horrible. That's horrible. Some fringe. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, the... Lenore hears like the baby cries and then she's coming up from the basement and that's when Frank confronts her. But in the interim, Chris has made it back home and he's got a key that's been hidden that lets him in the basement door with the baby. Which is like, is that the way that people got back into their homes in the seventies or or did, if you got a key, wouldn't you just use the front door or the back door rather than going through the basement to get up into the house? I, I felt I felt like he felt like he needed to sneak in because he didn't know what was going on. He, you know, because before he left Charlie's house, he said, "What is going on?" I think so too. Me, so he had to sneak in to see what the problem was. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that that does make sense. But also to address your question rob they probably had a hidden key for the back so it wasn't as obvious as like just come in the front door Mm -hmm. i'm guessing um or for their swingers party Um, you got to come in through the basement that's like the sex dungeon down there coming through the back door um (laughs) so uh (laughs) um frank goes to get his gun and this is when lenore freaks out she's like you've got to be the one to do it you've got to be the one to kill it and everything um and we see the reveal of the dead cat now, except it's Chris that finds it, which is more apropos because it was Chris's cat, clearly, because he slept with Chris. Uh, his favorite um, little buddy. That that was such a sad scene right there. Anything with cats, man. <sighs> so sad. Yeah. And then Lenore's trying to reason with Frank, saying that, like, you know, he knows this is your father and everything. Um, and... Uh, Charlie's arrived at the house as well because he's figured out that Chris has left and he's gone to the house. So dad fires at the baby because he's in the basement with the dad. Right now they're all in the basement. The dad's in the basement with Chris. Chris is the basement with the baby. Um, And then Charlie is trying to get in the house to tell him what's happening. The dad's hit the baby. The baby's been shot, but not killed. The baby's irate now and attacks Charles. Um, now I want this baby dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
one of yeah. the one of the two deaths in the movie that I felt really bad for. By the and way, then, was it ever established? Like, is Charlie just a family friend? Is he the uncle? Like, uh, who is this guy? I don't know that they ever established that. I the yeah, they never did as far as I as far as I know either. Um, but this is where we get. Um, after he attacks Charlie, this is where Frank turns to Lenore. He's like, see what uh, he did to Charlie? And he like slaps her in the face a couple times, <laughs> which I didn't like that. That made me feel horrible for her. Um, and I also think that's misplaced anger on his part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, but he was he was also like, clearly he was very unhinged, man. He's shooting shooting at oh, the baby shooting and, babies like, right. and babies that yeah. are killer right. babies you know not just right. any baby and then this is the police arrive to investigate the basement and then uh they spy the little blood trail so they figure out the baby's escaped the father frank wants to join them on the hunt and dr norton convinces lieutenant perkins that frank would make perfect bait basically you know the baby's going to want to be with the father so they d- agreed to let him go along and lieutenant perkins even gives him a rifle i do love the scene where it's the next day and there's the ice cream truck that says stop children <laughs> <laughs> good message man very good message we we have to stop the children we have to stop, stop. the children um and then you get the whole like police like scouring the town montage and everything and there's a little bloody trail into the sewer and they realize that that's how the baby has been like maneuvering around town undetected. Yeah. So you get everyone ascending on the large sewer system entry. And so the beginning of the film starts with very like abstract, like flashlights. And then they reuse that scene here with the flashlights in the dark of the sewer, which I thought was really cool. Mm. Um. Then you see that big, large drain with the blood dripping down out of it. And then so they realize that they kind of need to head in that direction. And you get that the red strobe lighting effect and everything, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, almost like a disco. It's alive. Yeah, that was very trippy. Yeah. And Dr. Norton wants the baby desperately. Um, but Frank kind of hears it and heads off on his own alone away from everyone else. Then we see Lenore has actually been picked up in a police, separate police car. And so she's hearing kind of everything that's transpiring on the car radio. So she's almost getting like a play-by-play of everything, but she's not there yet. Um, so he hears the baby crying, and then he kind of shines his little flashlight on its face. <laughs> and it's not the face a mother could love. Um, <laughs> little fangs and everything. And um, we never get to fully see it. It's uh, like they, the way that they did those effects, it's uh, to keep you guessing. It's like you see little bits and pieces yeah. and yeah. it's just creepy and, enough to, to like, and I thought that was very well done because again, you know, I, I, I was five years old when I saw the movie, but the image of the baby yeah, stuck out to me for decades, you know, I, I, it, I can yeah, yeah. So I thought that was very well done. They didn't have to show a whole lot of the baby. No, know? and that's good too. I like the way they did that because your mind actually fills in the blanks for you. And mm-hmm. so it's like it's whatever they present to you, your mind can create like 
anything a hundred times better than like what's presented. And then it's like left to your imagination of what the baby looks like. Exactly. And truth be told, I bet you it was smart on their part as well, because I bet you it didn't quite look that good and they knew it. <laughs> yeah. That's why like, like the angles and, and the lighting yeah, effects uh, and everything. But it, like you said, like what's left up to your imagination is always scarier than what they show you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if they, and if they had shown like the baby in every scene, like a whole lot, we would have had a, another, uh, Rawhead Rex situation. <laughs> just focusing on how ridiculous the thing looked. So um, I'm just I'm I'm glad they did it like this. It, it was a very good choice and it was very well done. Yeah, less I, is more. I thought you were gonna say steel magnolias. Um and then so he realizes the baby's upset and he kind of begins to soothe it. And it's like that paternal instinct is kicking in, and he's kind of having a change of heart about it. Um and he tells the baby it was okay because he was scared too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he drops the rifle and wraps the baby up in his jacket. And he's kind of like crying and everything. Uh, it almost seems like he's kind of becoming at peace with everything that's going on. Um, but then you hear the sirens approaching and then Frank begins to flee further with the child. But he's that, that drain that's just like shooting water that blocks his direction. He can't leave that way. And he's being pursued by the car and, so eventually the lieutenant shows up and he says to drop the baby and just kind of move away because he's made his way out the, the kind of where he came from basically. And then, uh, he's surrounded by the police officers and that one guy is like gung ho to kill the baby. Yeah. He's like, if you don't drop that, I'm just going to shoot you and the thing. <laughs> but I love how Dr. Norton is there. And so he just tosses the baby on Dr. Norton. That was knowing fantastic. Well, oh, yeah. Knowing full well the baby's going to kill the doctor and they're going to shoot the doctor and the baby as well. But he wasn't the one to kill the baby. And Lenore, like, Kind of gives him that look like, oh, you know, you didn't do it. You're a good guy kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah he, he doesn't end up being a dick. And I think slapped her. I think Frank knew that, like, the baby could not could not live like there, there was something wrong there and it just wouldn't be able to have a, a life. And so he's like, OK, you know, this is the end of the line. Let me just take out <laughs> this asshole here and, uh, you know, let, let them kind of do the job and end the baby. Oh, I think it, no, see, I disagree. I think it could have been like, a, uh, when you go to get your driver's license renewed. Yeah. It could have done, it could have done that for a job. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have all my papers. I, I don't have proof of insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would stop all the DMV complaints, I'll tell you. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and I also like that Lieutenant is not, he's very sympathetic towards the couple. Like, he's not like arresting Frank or anything for throwing the yeah. baby on the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <sighs> you um, threw a baby. <laughs> right, right, right. But then he receives that phone call that there's been another, uh, baby born in seattle Mm -hmm. yeah and then we know it's the drugs man right but then i love the fact that uh frank mentions that they're going to go visit charlie's 
identical twin for a visit on the nudist colony. <laughs> <laughs> that must be in the Verhoeven cut too. Cause I didn't see that one. That's, that's the cut I want. So yeah. <laughs> so at least there's still a resemblance of Charlie still in the world. <laughs> Who's fine with nudity. <laughs> All right. So having gone through it's alive, Bobby, did you enjoy yes. the movie? Absolutely, man. I enjoyed it. Um, I was terrified the first time I saw it, but it stuck with me. So obviously when I was inappropriately young, there was still something that I enjoyed about it that kept me tied to it. So when I went back and watched it again, um, I liked it so much better and I understood so much more. Um, absolutely enjoy the movie. It works on a lot of levels. It does. Yeah. And I love that it's PG, so younger audiences can be exposed to it. Yep. And um, I mean, it is it is a horror movie. Technically, it's a horror movie. And I guess actually it's a horror movie. But um, I, I'm not a horror guy. I've said that before. I'm, I'm generally not a horror guy. I'm a sci-fi guy. Um, but I felt like this movie had more to offer than just your average uh quote unquote horror movie you know mm -hmm. yeah there was there was a lot that i enjoyed about this it's actually listed as a horror sci-fi film i don't know if you knew this i did not but that does make sense i think anytime you throw in science like you know what's the cause of the baby well they don't really explain but i think anytime you do that they automatically slap sci-fi on there but i agree with you it feels way more horror to me mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. I recommended it to our boy. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend it to anybody, actually. Um, and and I, I would hope that whoever I recommend the movie to would enjoy it as much as I do. To me, I feel it's like a, it should be viewed by everyone participating in Lamaze classes. <laughs> <laughs> or any woman taking a new experimental drug. Or teenagers maybe thinking about their first sexual experience. Yes, that's the one right <laughs> that's there. Good yeah. one. Yeah, they, they got to show this in schools. Oh you yes, know, most you definitely. Know I did want to say too, though, um, going back to the the whole thing about since you mentioned the uh, experimental drugs, um, what I took away from it more than the fact that it was an experimental drug was, uh, and it ties back to what the uh, exterminator was saying earlier in the movie that you know we 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 make these poisons, these chemicals to kill uh, these pests. And all that happens is the ones that survive uh, reproduce and come back stronger. So the experimental drugs that they were using were birth control pills made to suppress um, pregnancy or to keep uh, women from getting pregnant. So um, that's kind of the way, maybe I'm wrong, but that was no, the way I that, saw it. That, that's you know, an excellent point. Yes. No, I, yeah, because you're suppressing the human life. Yeah. So they found a way around it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's an awesome, excellent point. No, I, I totally see where you're coming from on that one. Um, no, I very valid, very, very succinct. Um, do, now I'm not cutting you off. Do you have anything else to add? No, that was really the main thing. I'm glad I was able to get it out because my brain is broken. So I would have been oh. upset with myself <laughs> if I'd forgotten that part, but yeah, that was it. Um, no, no, I, I, before I forget though, this is a fun fact. Did you guys know that they actually wanted Gary Coleman to be the baby? <laughs> what you talking about, Mark? <laughs> oh, if only that would be, or Hervé Villachez. Anyway, um, 
So, Rob, <laughs> did you enjoy the movie? I did, yes. This is definitely now, that- a movie that had um, a lot to say. Like, I don't hate it. And uh, like I was telling you before that I thought maybe it was before my time, um, which is why I had gotten into 80s movies so much because I could really relate to them. And so when watching this, I felt a little bit of a detachment in a way, but it also felt like a Hitchcock type of film for me, too, where it had that. But it also had like a lot to say, like... um, like social, socially conscious kind of things like where, you know, the, the drugs that uh, women were taking and Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that were going on around that time. And it was like, this movie definitely had a message and that message was received loud and clear. It's very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't even, how do I say this? I don't even know that it really had a particular side of the message. I think it was just presenting. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think absolutely. It, it's very open to interpretation on how you want to uh, uh, apply that message, I think, I feel. Right, because we could um, take that in any number of ways. Like we yeah. could take that as chemicals being used to like kill uh, insects and stuff like that. Uh, affecting people and, and giving birth or just the taking of drugs and the, mm-hmm. the pharmaceutical industry, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, there's yeah, definitely is it like an abortion stance. Is it pro? Is it con? Is right, it, you know what I mean? Right. It, yeah. Very interesting. Um, and then I'm sorry if you said this, would you recommend it? I would. Yes. Yeah. Um, now uh, I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. Uh I highly recommend the other two. Just they're not like this one, but they're fun in their own ways. I recommend the other two. Um, And I would definitely recommend this. Uh, I've already said Lamaze classes, you know, (laughs) teens playing around, you know. And it's PG, uh, so it's accessible to anyone. Yes, I love it so much. Like, you know, kindergartners, if you want to keep them busy, like, you know, while you take a nap, put it on. Uh, If you don't want them to sleep for a week or so. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and then followed up with the exorcist in the toilet, and you're good to go. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, I, I just, I, I, there's something about Larry Cohen movies. They give you like if you just want your horror or whatever, they give that to you. But he has always got things that like are bubbling underneath that are, if you want to, you can really think about his films. If you don't want to, you don't have to do that. You know what I mean? It's not like they're okay, condescending yeah. or anything, but there's always that stuff underneath just below the surface that really provide a lot of food for thought with his films. I like that because people want to be entertained and you don't want to be hit over the head with certain messages. But, you know, if it's important to get those messages, you know, uh, I, I like that. I like that. That's that's real good. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to pay more attention um, when I check out some of his movies. Yeah, seriously, Bobby, I think you'll enjoy him. Um, I know you're not a horror fan, but a lot of them, especially like Cue the Winged Serpent or like the stuff, they're not necessarily horror. Um, Mm. I think you might enjoy some of his stuff. Yeah, the stuff is definitely more geared towards sci-fi and and like... Again, it it that one also has a message. <laughs> and he's very much about like almost like hidden satires on yeah. different aspects of society. Yeah. 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 
Oh, there's another one. I don't believe he directed it. I think he just wrote it, but it's called Uncle Sam. That's another one that I highly recommend. Is that the uh, the the Uncle Sam uh, on the Fourth of July doing the killings? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did see that. P.J. Souls. Yeah. 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 But he's a very interesting director. I I really like uh, his his point of view on things, the way he approaches things. Um. So have we said everything we need to say? I believe so. Yeah. I would just like to add, remember to spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> remember to spay and neuter your kids. <laughs> Yourselves, people. <laughs> so uh, our next movie, I'm I'm excited. I think Rob's excited. We're going to be doing Evil Dead Rise. Complete, overly excited. I mean, hot damn, this is a great movie. I love it. I thought your table was tilting for a reason. Um, <laughs> So that's our next show. We won't be on hiatus or anything. We're going to be following this one up next week with that one. Um, Bobby, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about before you leave us? Um, yeah, sure. Go check out uh, Planet Raconteur podcast with uh, with uh, my friends Yuck Nasty, Papa Dave, myself. We uh, do uh, audio drama in the genre of uh, sci-fi, horror, some fantasy stuff um check that out um we haven't done anything in a while but we have a back catalog that i'm very proud of so go check that out planet raconteur um and uh while i'm here i guess uh might as well uh shout out the network that this show is actually a part of the uh, scl network uh which includes suplex city limits uh ogmc with a very good friend of mine and uh and uh, the Federation with uh, Tyler and Travis Fudge. So um, I got those things going on. Well, I'm not a part of any of those other shows that I just mentioned, except for <laughs> Planet Raconteur. But I just wanted to plug them anyway, because I plug them uh, whenever I appear anywhere. So other than that, um, I have nothing going on. But uh, just being a family guy uh, with my my kids and my grandkids that's all i'm doing none of them to my knowledge have murdered anybody yet (laughs) you keep their nails trimmed yeah keep their nails trimmed (laughs) 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 yes oh cool all right thank you again bobby i thoroughly enjoyed talking to you you were awesome Um, thank you thank you really appreciate you having me here oh no it was fun it's always fun um so I guess if they want to reach us, Rob, I'm always lurking on Instagram at Midnight Mass Creature Cast. And I appreciate the, uh, we've got a couple more new followers over there. So thank you, you guys. Nice. Um, I've not received any nude photos, but that's okay. <laughs> um, we still appreciate that. Um, and then if they want to get in touch with us via email. Oh, uh, yes, you can. I, you know, I almost gave the OGMC one, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> they, they can contact us through gmail at mmccpod at gmail.com all right and we always thank you for joining us because the more the scarier until we meet again next week stay spooky